Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What's up, Narrow Way to Broadway? This is Emma. So excited to be with you here today. Um, Today we're going to talk about testimony. Um, If you haven't listened to the episode from last week where we talked about testimony and what a testimony is um, and how God forms our testimonies, please listen. It was really awesome to hear about it. And in our research, we found a lot of really cool um, things that the Lord did um, in the Old Testament specifically and how he he used the testimony of the Israelites to really like show his power. So today in this prayer um, and in this discussion, I really want to talk and focus on what was inside the Ark of the Covenant. Um, we touched on this in the prayer, but I really wanted to dive into it in my research. And if you haven't listened to the episode, um, Ark of the Covenant was also called the Ark of the Testimony. And I'd like to talk about what makes our testimony is the same as what made up the contents in the Ark of the Testimony. Um, and a lot of it revolves around our response to God, God's response to us, and how we remember and then eventually how it all points back to Jesus. Um, So we're going to focus on the three things that were in the Ark of the Testimony at some point or another. Um, We learned in in Hebrews that there were three main things that at some point were in the Ark of the Testimony or the Ark of the Covenant. So in Exodus 25, um, we are told about the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Testimony, how there were very specific things kind of specifications on what it should be made out of. There's a specific kind of wood. Um, there were like these gold rings that had to be placed in a specific place um, and that that the the ark itself should be placed in the tabernacle. And if you've read in Exodus, there are very specific things that were required of the tabernacle as well. Um, and they stopped to rest. And that's the significance of the Ark of the Covenant. It says in Exodus 25, 22, there I will meet with you. And from above the atoning cover, from between the two cherubim, which are upon the Ark of the Testimony, I will speak to you about every commandment that I will give you, the sons of Israel, or for the sons of Israel. So what's in the Ark of the Testimony? We learn in Exodus 16 that there is manna in the Ark of the Testimony. So in Exodus 16, this is kind of where like our response to God comes in. So the Israelites are wandering in the wilderness um, and they say in verse Exodus 16, verse uh, four uh, or three, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. And then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are going out each day and to gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. So spoiler alert, they don't. Um, The Israelites are delivered from Egypt, delivered from captivity, from slavery. And for 40 years, God feeds them. He gives them manna to to eat. Um, He gives them enough. And their preference, their taste is what prevents them from seeing God for who he is. They say, like, we wish we could be back in slavery. Um, so I kind of want to turn it over for this this great clip that I feel like encapsulates this um, from from some of our good veggie friends. This time, I really mean it. We should go back to Egypt. Huh? Don't you remember? Snorkeling in the Nile, three square meals a day, plenty of exercise. Oh, it was paradise. 
we were in slavery. So yeah, so that was just, you know, a giggle from our good friends at VeggieTales to see kind of the absurdity that is the Israelites like not desiring manna, not desiring the food that they've given him. So when this ends up in the Ark of the Covenant, Moses says to Aaron, take a jar and put an omar of manna in it, then place it before the Lord to be kept for the generations to come. As the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron put the manna with the tablets of the covenant law so that it might be preserved. And they ate manna until they reached the promised land. So manna, this is sustenance. This is consistency. This is provision. Um, and God provided that. So the first element of our, our testimony that I'd like us to focus on is how has God fed us? How has God provided for us? Even if it looks mundane or the same, um, even if you feel like your testimony is one of a long, kind of like Eugene Peterson says, like a long obedience in the same direction, what has God used to quite literally keep me, to keep us alive in our wandering? Um, the second element that is in the Ark of the Testimony, the Ark of the Covenant, is Aaron's staff. So we see that in Numbers 17. Um, once again, the Levites are grumbling um, because Moses and Aaron have this certain authority that God gives them. Um, and so they're grumbling, they're whining, they're complaining, kind of like we see back um, in Exodus with the Israelites with the manna. And it says that God tells Moses to tell the 12 tribes of Israel to put their staffs, it says in verse 4 and 5 of number 17, um, put their staffs in the tent of the meeting before the testimony where I will meet with you and the staff of the man I choose shall sprout. So all the 12 tribes um, put their staves, and the staves like symbolized authority. Um, they, they symbolized some this sort of prestige. Um, and God was like, the man I choose, his, his staff will sprout. Like it'll start sprouting plants and almonds and things. Um, and then it says, thus I shall make to cease from me the grumblings of the people of Israel. So God, in verse 10, because Aaron's staff is the one that sprouts, it says, put back the staff of Aaron before the testimony to be kept as a sign for the rebels that you may make an end of their grumblings against me. Yes, they die. Um, so why is Aaron's staff significant? So Aaron's rod was the one that turned um, that turned into a snake in Pharaoh's court. Um, it was the one that uh, it, it like swallowed it up and in, in Exodus 7. Um, it was Aaron's rod that God used to turn the water of Egypt into blood. And it was the and it was Aaron's rod that summoned the plagues of the frogs and the gnats. Um, yeah, so so it was significant because it symbolized, like it says, it it was a sign to be kept for the rebels to end their grumblings, to end their grumblings. Um, so the second thing I want us to ask ourselves in regards to, you know, our testimony and in, in in relation to the Israelites is in what ways and with what has God displayed his power in my life as a part of my testimony, despite my grumbling? So the last thing that we see um, in the Ark of the Testimony is the tablets. Um, so in Exodus 31, Moses is given the stone tablets. Um, and actually, it's interesting. They're, they're not just called the tablets, but they're called the tablets of the testimony. Um, and then in Exodus 40, the tablets of the testimony are put into the ark. So we all know about the tablets. Um, they were like Moses's, if one thing is associated with Moses, is these tablets. Um, so what I want us to ask here is, what has God directly communicated to me? What ethic or prescribed way of living in freedom has he allowed me to live into? These tablets acted as a reminder for the Israelites and act as a reminder for us that we are saved through faith in Jesus and not in rules or prescriptions. Um, 
so it definitely obviously meant diff- something different for the Israelites because Jesus had not come yet. But what's interesting is in all three of these things, in all three of these elements that make up the contents of the Ark of the Testimony, um, they're acting as reminders. Um, God tends to leave sort of a paper trail in all of the ways we see him working in the Old Testament. He's constantly reminding and calling the Israelites to remembrance for what they did, um, even despite maybe them not preferring it or not seeing it or not hearing it. Um, and But they're called to remembrance. So I think that we can take these three things and we can say, you know, with the manna, what has God used to feed me? How has he sustained me? With the uh, rod, we can say how, how and what has God used to display his power? And three, with the tablets, how has God directly communicated with me? And what can I, what can I look to to live in freedom? So I'd love for us to just sort of pray over these things today. Um, I think my first instinct with this prayer was to just talk about why your story matters um, and that your story, no matter how grand or how like seemingly mundane it is, is that I just felt this conviction of, you know, our testimonies are not our own anyway. Um, We see all over the New Testament, especially with Paul, that it is so that the spirit of God can be displayed in us and it isn't about us anyway. It just points to the Lord. Um, and I think we can see that in the way that he talks about proximity um, here too. So I'm going to pray. Um, yeah, let's go to the Lord. Lord, um, we thank you that you invite us and allow us to be a part of what you are doing, um, of the story that you're continuing to write. And not just our own stories, God. I think it's really easy to, for me to think that you're just working in my life um, and that there aren't, you know, billions of other Christians that you're working in their lives as well and non-Christians, God. Um, you seek to teach us and you seek to invite us in, God. I pray that we will be active participants in what you're trying to do. Um, that we will not grow so blind to our taste or our preference, God, Um, to how you sustain us and how you continue to call us into obedience. We pray that we can do that with joy um, and that we cannot look back to what enslaved us, God, because it was comfortable or maybe it allowed us to partake in things that were like pleasurable um, and forget that you delivered us from our sin, um, that you died so that we could know you um, and we could be with you forever, God. So I pray that we continue to know that, we continue to rest in that, um, I pray that you will embolden us and charge us with sharing our testimony, with sharing your testimony, ultimately, um, with sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus. Um, yeah, and, and allowing us to see how our lives reflect that and, and praying for continued reflection in that, God. 